Carhoon and the others prepare to make a desperate run towards the tree that will reunite them with Octavia. Will they be quick enough? Will they all make it through? And will things get any easier on the inside? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident dungeon master. Me, my spouse, and a die is a family-friendly, actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. We made it to 150. 150! This is 150. 150. We have more episodes than listeners. (laughs) (laughs) So each of you listeners, you get to now claim an episode. You all get Get, an episode. Yeah, so you you can pick. I mean, I guess multiple people could pick the same one, but that kind of then defeats the purpose. But it'd be cool to see what your favorites are. Yeah. 150 is not... Uh, no, one fifty is a lot. I mean, that's it's, that's been pretty a lot. Pretty a decent number. Oh, it's it's a decent number. This is it's no small feat. Where my feet are very average sized, actually. Oh, <laughs> your feet are small. Well, Thanks. they're they're average size. Oh. well, this is no small feat. We did it. <laughs> Look oh. at us. 150. We're, we're not going to 200 for no. sure. Yeah. 100%. I mean, like, that's just so close to we're done. exactly three, like that three year mark. Like, that's just cool. It's pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. It's amazing. Oh. Haven't missed a week. Haven't missed a week. It's a, a, a Gemini crown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a Gemini mm-hmm. crown. Mm-hmm. Whew. We are again Ooh, recording this at the end of a day. It has been a week. It has been a week with it's a capital been a month. W. These, oh man, November, December, January. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bit zany. Yeah. I know. I said I wasn't gonna rush to the end, but maybe I will, just so I don't have to deal <laughs> <laughs> deal with these next three months. <laughs> no, I'm oh, not gonna do that. Yeah. But we we have a, a busy schedule between various uh, familial obligations, mm-hmm. work obligations, and then we have to find time to record these yeah. and keep our keep our schedule up. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, multiple weddings, events. Last episode, we were we were cutting it down to the wire. Gwen was like. We could just take a week off. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've come too yeah, far. To break the streak to now. To break the streak now. No, very, very true. Couldn't do it. And I know as soon as I'm like, yeah, let's just take a week off. I'm going to take a lot of weeks yeah. off. And it's going to be hard to get back into it. So I just kind of need to keep on steamrolling mm-hmm. until we get to the end. And then we'll we'll be there. And then we can take a break. Then we can take a nap. Then we can take a long nap. And I can play some Gloomhaven. Oh my gosh, we haven't played Gloomhaven in so long. In like long. a year and a half. Has it really been that long? It's been a long no, time. we've played it in this house. Have we? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we have. Played, okay, we've played it in like, it's been like a year. Yeah, that's true though. Been very infrequent in this house. I love Gloomhaven. Oh, Great yeah, game. Because I get to play it too. And like the, the play player capacity. 
I love DMing, don't get me wrong. But it's fun to not need to worry about who's going to take on those, those responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Oh, great game. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Kind of complicated fun. off the get-go. Takes takes a little bit to, to get it. started, but it's very fun. Yeah. I'm probably going to have to relearn it because <laughs> I'm sure I've forgotten. <laughs> like, I don't remember. <laughs> much of it. <laughs> How to do anything. Honestly, it's it's a lot simpler once you understand the concept. Yeah. I think I think we'll be able to pick mm-hmm. it up pretty quick again. Just remember, we got wrecked. The last time we played, we got wrecked by some oozes, I believe. Oh, that's right. Because I... I was coming off of D&D like same. oozes and these oozes were not quite the same and like shot ooze at yeah. you from range. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I have all the, we can both see all the cards and their abilities and what they do. I should have noticed that, but I didn't. I didn't either. And so we, we got our butts <laughs> handed to us, but hey. We got oozed. All, all in a day's, all in a day's game. Whew. So. I feel like even our weekends just have been, I feel like there's just way well, much more going on. We we are homeowners. Oh, that is also true. That is true. And so we've, <laughs> we've always got stuff to be doing and it's a, it's a pretty big house. So there's always oh, stuff to man. be, to be cleaned. Whew, oh. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our lives have changed significantly since we started the show three years ago. That is wild to think about how different is, life is now this is the third uh home we've mm-hmm. lived in since we started this show these are the the third set of mics we've used mm-hmm. um third i'm year. on my third job post law school yes you are i just had to go break up a little cat scuffle cat uh, kerfuffle a literal cat fight yeah i mean not a fight fight but well to frying pan, it's not a fight. He's just playing. To pancake, it, it might be a fight. <laughs> might be a fight. <laughs> so we just have to separate them for a little while and make sure they cool off. <laughs> no pancake. Everything is so dramatic with her. Oh, goodness. Oh, uh, her yowl never gets old. Yeah. No, I mean, it does sometimes. Well, I mean, I guess that's true. It does sometimes when I'm trying to work and she's sitting next <laughs> to my chair just... <laughs> See, I don't experience <laughs> that part. <laughs> She sounds like she's dying. She does, and like she's an old cat. So sometimes I worry, and then I come up, and I'm like, "Oh, you're just you're just hungry, and want some attention." Okay, stupid. She's the best. She is. She's the best oh, and worst, man. but mostly the best. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what's not the best? Oh, the uh, well, actually, you're in a decent situation. We actually are. We're not in the worst situation, but it could definitely be better. Also true. So let's uh, let's get back to whatever's happening. Sounds good. Skaboom. Whew. All right. When last we left off our intrepid... Intrepid? Do you think Octavia is intrepid? I don't know. What exactly is the definition of intrepid? I don't know, and I'm not going to look it up. When last we left our intrepid heroes, Octavia had just... Intrepid, question mark. Question mark. Had just made a mad dash across the snowy plains to a small grove of trees outside the palace walls. She tree-strided from tree number one to tree number two, choosing to exit tree number two through its root system, which had become entangled in the cellar of this palace. 
She exited into the cellar, looked around, and then went to tree number two and cast transport via plants, choosing tree number two as the destination and tree number one as the source to allow her companions to run through the mystical, magical portal and join her in the cellar, much to the chagrin of the guards combing the grounds outside. You are safely ensconced in this cellar. Your six companions. Are there six of them? I think. If you include Carhoon, yes. Yeah, of course I include Carhoon. Your six companions are outside in the maze. There's 60 feet of ground between them and this tree. Now, the interesting thing about this spell is that it lasts a single round. Oh, it does? It does. The portal opens. Oh, hot diggity. For six seconds. So, this is going to quite literally be a mad dash. So what we're going to do, because the order and how people move might be important, I am going to have you roll initiative for a single round, because there are some enemy combatants who may be wishing to stop your friends from joining you. So, I would like you to roll initiative for everyone except for Octavia. Okay. Basically, so, you casting the spell is what is setting off this. This round, that makes sense. All right, so for Carhoon, for whom I actually have a um, a number for him, how does a nat 20, a 22 sound? Sounds pretty good. All right, and then I'm just going to uh, roll straight d20s and go down the list here for the extended party. Mm-hmm. All right, for Owlbear... Rolled a 13 for Bulger. I rolled a 10 for Malaris. Another nat 20 for Jasulka. 16 and for Carmina. She's a little bit slower here. She has a 6. 6. All right. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I love the idea of Malaris just being like poised, like a uh, like someone at the at the start of a race. You know, when they when they crouch on the starting blocks. Like I can just picture her, and I feel like around her time like slows, and you can like hear her like the a, a heartbeat and like a blink of her eyes because she's just such a trained soldier and she just knows so much what she is doing. She's ready to go. She's so cool. <laughs> All right. So there is 60 feet of ground between the exit of this maze and this tree. There is a group of three individuals directly outside this maze. And there are a few groups of others closing in. So you left of, uh, about 15-20 seconds ago. You made this dash. And in this intervening time, a few things have happened. One, the people outside that you would not have privy to have heard the, these parties. So the, the group that took a swing at you has uh, basically the one in charge was, was shouting to others like, you know, search the trees, come through over there. The rest of you. There was at least one more. 
A spellcaster. He's probably still in the maze. And so they seem a bit more ready to go as a contingent heads towards the trees with much haste. Okay. So this works pretty well. Carhoon got a natural 20. So what I'm going to do is... Carhoon has been the one counting. So he counts down. And then... Because he's going first... I think it would be in his nature. Because I created him. (laughs) Uh, He's going to basically... Tell... Malaris and everyone else to go and he's going to bring up the rear just in case something goes wrong. That's what I was like as soon as I rolled the natural 20 for Carhoon I was like that's great and makes sense because of how again mm-hmm. uh, athletic he is it makes sense that he'd be able to turn on a split second but I'm like Carhoon wouldn't go and leave yes. everyone else. So effectively I am slotting you into the initiative order in between Carhoon and Malaris uh, so that is when your spell is going to sh- pop uh, off. Okay. But now I gotta roll for the bad guys. Oh dear. Roll badly. This is so odd to be doing, and kind of cool to be doing a scene uh, like a, a combat type of thing without Octavia being here. It's, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like we'll, it. We'll see. Well, it's only gonna be one, maybe one and a half rounds. Mm-hmm. Unless things go really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, which, let's hope it doesn't go longer than that. We'll get down to a true one-on-one experience. Uh. Just Octavia versus the rest of this dungeon. <laughs> all right, so Karun counts down, as we heard at the end of last episode, and says, all right, everyone, go. And as he says that, your portal appears. This tree, like, splits open down the center, and shining light shoots out of it. And he says, go run into the tree. And Malaris is the first Two. Go. Can I have made the uh, uh, maybe it was a flavor shining portal. Can the technically a portal doesn't exist. You just can like step into, into the, the tree. tree. I just want it to be a little less obvious that they're running into trees. Fine. Because that would be, I can imagine, over the six seconds, if you see multiple individuals running into a tree and then disappear, you might not necessarily think that they ran into a tree, and you'll be like, wait, maybe they're still here somewhere, because that doesn't make sense. That's true. Um, Yeah, that's fine. So, that they know that's Flavor the tree. Portal. It ripples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks... A little, a little off, mm-hmm. but it doesn't shine a big. Come here, beacon. <laughs> oh, I like that. Come here, beacon. Come here, beacon. Ah, <laughs> uh, so this happens, and Malaris dashes. Okay. Ah, uh, one of the guards. We're gonna see who. One of the normal guards stationed on directly like outside flanking the the entrance of this maze is going to slash out with a swad okay. and an opportunity attack natural 6 probably going to miss uh, I'm not going to redo the total they plus misses. 11 yes yep nope uh, okay Malaris dodges nimbly out of the way runs 60 feet across and dives through the tree they're like what 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 it is 
the guy in charge's turn, though. Okay. <laughs> so he's still outside the maze. He sees Malaris run past. <gasps> looks at her. Looks at the maze. She disappears. He prepares to do something. And that is all I will, all I will say. Okay. Um, sorry, I was just thinking about... Very dangerous pastimes. Thinking about things. All right, it is Jasulka's turn, then. Uh, so Jasulka makes a dash on the heels of Malaris, and the other guard is going to slash out with an opportunity attack. Natural one. That's a miss. Jasulka again dodges nimbly scurries across this open white powdery field leaps into the tree next up is owlbear okay followed by bulger okay both of whom are going to rush out oh and carmina actually uh all three of them run out and no opportunity attacks go off, so they are able to just run through mm. and leap into the trees. It is the other guards' turns, and then it will be Carhoon, the last one standing out here. They are going to. <laughs> Oh, boy, what are they going to do? I know what one is going to do. One also prepares to do something. The other, they don't do anything immediately. They prepare to do things. Okay. And then Carhoon's turn comes. Okay. Carhoon, seeing everyone else safely make it, dodge out of the way of these attacks, steps out and starts his dash towards the tree. However, as he does that, he Mm -hmm. triggers a readied action. Okay. The individual with the glaive standing just outside the edge of this sees Carhoon round the corner, and his eyes light up with recognition. Not like personal recognition, but you have a feeling that perhaps uh, you and Carhoon's name is... uh, and description have, have maybe been passed around. Mm-hmm. And it makes intense eye contact as Carhoon is ready by in slow motion. <laughs> and he casts a readied spell and says, Halt! And I need Carhoon to make a wisdom saving throw. Is this a charm effect? I don't think so. As in, it doesn't imply the charmed condition. Okay, because he has advantage on saves against being charmed. Nope, this is not to to charm. It is an enchantment spell, but it is not with the intent to charm. And you said wisdom, correct? Wisdom saving throw, please. Alrighty. Doesn't have a negative to wisdom. That's good. Doesn't have a plus to wisdom. Oh boy, this is a very important role for Carhoon. He has advantage because of Hero's Feast. We all have advantage on wisdom saving throws. What was the first roll? 
A 15. Okay. We'll go with a 15. 15 total? Mm-hmm. I don't think that'll be high enough, but I have been wrong once or twice. It is high enough. Oh, oh my gosh! Carhoon shrugs off the command. Oh, such a good spell! Oh, right, that was the black guard's turn. The other two, their conditions were uh, that to fail. Uh, Oh, that's so smart. Now, would they be as smart as you? Probably not. These are... These are very highly trained. These are highly trained guards, and they they know what they're doing. That's true. Uh, So it's a contingency, because they don't think... Uh, from a meta, from a meta standpoint, they know this. They they know who this is. Mm-hmm. They know he's a fleshy freight train. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to probably like kill him before right. he gets to that tree. Right. So, a fleshy freight train. <laughs> in the instance that he shrugged off the mind ability, they are going to try to get him the old-fashioned way, and one is going to just try to like dogpile on him making okay. a grapple. So please have Carhoon roll an athletics or acrobatics check as I hoist the needy little <laughs> pancake from the floor where she is just pawing helplessly, desperately at my leg onto my lap. <laughs> she had uh, been pawing at Austin and, and seeing no relief, no laps from him. She came over to me and Aww. she put her, her paws up on my chair too and was like... And I was giving. I was trying to give her some scritches, but apparently that was not enough. It had no, to be. She needs lap. to be on the lap. Had to be. She on needs the to be lap. like on you. Goodness, dumb cat. All right. So athletics or acrobatics check. I will also make an athletics check for this guard. All right, Carhoon. It's not a good roll for my first one. Fifteen for That's me. That's better than my twelve. Ooh. But there are two guards as they both like. Carhoon's like a, I don't know, football running back. Like he's got the ball. He's heading toward the end zone. And these are the guys like jumping (laughs) after trying to trying to desperately stop the touchdown. Or it's like if you're like two younger cousins, like tackling an older cousin type of thing. And yeah, or then grabbing at your ankles. (laughs) Yeah, and they just. (laughs) All right. One more roll. Can Carhoon get lucky three times in a row? Yes. What did you roll? 22. That is beatable by me. I just have to roll a natural 17 <laughs> or higher. Hey, that's very doable. And just because if this goes goes badly, it You'll will be very the, important. The dice that I gave you. I'm going to use, well, you've given me most a that's lot of true. these dice. I'm going to be using the OG, my Gnomish Copper Norse Foundry die from forever ago so here we go natty 17 or higher natural 16 <laughs> that is make sure i did this math right oh my gosh that is a oh, that's... <laughs> 21 <laughs> athletics oh my gosh i rolled a 12 and he has a plus 10 Man. Man, oh day. So Carhoon shakes his head as this person says, Stop! Purges the influence from his mind. 
takes a step. Someone jumps onto his back. He just like rolls and throws him off the other side. Someone jumps at him from the other side. He ducks underneath, keeps trucking, and rushes through the portal. And it closes up That's after amazing. him. Amazing. I was always going to try to keep someone mm-hmm. from getting through that portal. I thought it would be really interesting if it was Carhoon. He was always going to be the hardest one to do, though. That's true. That's true. But it would have been really cool if everyone, if if Octavia was standing there and she sees everyone come through except Carhoon. Mm, would have been good. But he made it. Mm-hmm. I'm even, I'm sitting here being like, thinking like I, I could feel what I can kind of see how she would react and mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think she'd go a little bonkers three chances <laughs> and I got so close well the, so, so close. close so close what was the DC on the wisdom save 13 okay it's effectively like a pseudo Paladin type, mm. so the save isn't mm. super high, okay. but they also have decent, you know, attacks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. That one I just wasn't sure with because with having a plus zero, and of course I rolled orange crush and got a seventeen, just <laughs> to add just to see what would have happened. Oh. <laughs> okay, that one was a two. Okay. All right, so so you're standing <laughs> in this cellar and you see Malaris come through. You see. Jasulka, Owlbear, Bulger, Carmina. And then after like a fraction of a second too long, you know the portal's about to close. Carhoon just like tumbles out the other side, hits the floor, rolls a few times, and then it disappears. I love the idea of like it, it almost maybe like shears off the edge of like some of his hair type of thing. It's like such a close. His foot's just gone. <laughs> Not that, not that, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Okay. You know, random side note, there was a there was a Stargate SG-1 episode, I think in like the first or second season, where they put somebody's like, to, to kill somebody, they put their head through the Stargate and turned it off, so they, they got cut in half. But the funny thing is, like, if you think about it, that person's head is now stored in the Stargate's, like, RAM. Because it doesn't just come out the other side. You have to go all the way in before you come out. Because that's how Teal got stuck in one. So some dude's head, half of some that's... dude's head is just like stuck in their Stargate. And he probably got purged by this time, but hey. Pro- yeah, that's... Fun to think about. That'd be fun to think about the go- like the ghosts of the Stargate like over the millennia. Like how many, you know, maybe purposeful or accidental things like that happened. Well, a lot seemed to happen in the in the 10 years of... <laughs> The United States Air Force's <laughs> operation. Uh, anyway. Oh, ghost of the machine. But no such luck here. Carhoon is intact, although a bit uh, a bit shaken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not stirred at all, though. He looks around and he's, everyone, uh, everyone make it. I, th- I think we're all here. <sighs> Are you, you okay? What happened? I, oh, they, I got very, very lucky. Or maybe they got very unlucky. But they they know who we are. At least they know who we are. 
No offense to the rest of you. We're just a bit more notorious, I yeah. think. No, not re- honestly, not really surprised at this point. You caught them off guard, but they were waiting for me. I just got through by the skin of my teeth. Okay. Well? I, I don't know. I mean, I know they're looking for us. I don't know how long that'll take for them to check in here. I mean, thankfully, I mean... I I mean, I don't think that we can rest easy in any way, shape, or form, but... We can't rest, probably. But I mean, like, I don't think they'll automatically be like, oh, yes, they went from the forest to the cellar. Now, that's something I hadn't thought about. Do you think you've taken your last long rest of this campaign? I was just about to be like, did I just use my final six-level spell slot? You might have. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Curious. Well, Well, because that was something I was going to ask you, was was thinking about taking a long rest. Obviously not right now, but with with how the battle is is going, like if that seems like that would be a possibility or if it's so fast. You don't think the time scale of the the battle going on down at the base of the mountain is going to be something you have to worry about? It took them like years to initially siege this thing so it's not going to be quick it's probably not going to be years um because just due to a lot of other factors Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be like a day if you didn't do anything it would probably still take you know weeks of sieging for one side to come out totally victorious over the other sounds good okay i mean your your side has a dragon turtle now so that is true. We do have a dragon turtle who has been it's given just down a, there. Uh, you know, a, a pseudo dictatorship, <laughs> just for a food. puppet dictatorship. A puppet dictatorship. As it's not all actually a dictator. Should be. <laughs> not actually a dictator. <laughs> the strings of which are kelp. <laughs> Won't have any power. <laughs> oh, that's funny. This, this dragon turtle is gonna have the best life. Yeah. I'm like, I would love to be this dragon turtle. Just get to live in a spa town. Well, I'm. Like being the <laughs> non-official well, ruler. I'm gonna. The, the future one shot is when the dragon turtle realizes that he's been tricked for all these years, oh. and he's like, "Wait, I don't have any power. Wait." Will he care? Yes. Probably. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> we could be like, you could care, or even more kelp, or more kelp. <laughs> Specific scale polisher. Yeah. But regardless, <laughs> you and your party have made it. We have an actual dragon. You have a dragon. That's true. You do. Uh, have made it into this cellar intact. I wasn't sure if that was going to happen. I honestly wasn't sure either. If it wasn't Carhoon, I was going to try to get Malaris. I was, yeah. Well, I was I was wondering if you were going to try to target one of the like squishier like a uh, you know Bulger or or Carmina or something. Yeah, I could have, but I think it would have been more interesting to go with one oh, of the yeah. the warrior yeah. types. Oh yeah, imagining like Malaris being kind of like cornered. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just an imagining her just doing cool stuff. Doing cool stuff. Being Malaris. So, you're in this cellar. Okay. It's uh, kind of like a wide hallway, some like wine nooks 
out and about, some barrels and whatnot. Cold, chilly, not incredibly well kept up. It stretches down for, you know, 20 or so feet, and then it takes a turn. For the worst, probably. <laughs> uh, Carmina, uh, I know you had some, uh, like, idea of the, of the, the layout of the palace. I assume you don't really quite know exactly where we are here, right? Or here? you do. Well, we're in the cellar. I can tell you that much. Let me see. Give me just a moment. While Austin tries to find the things that he drew. Yes, we're, uh, I mean, we're in part of the wine cellar. I can't say I came down here too often, but there are a few uh, various uh, rooms down here for storage and things like that. Uh, it should be. I, I don't know if they would keep it occupied. It seems like there's not much wine left. <laughs> not surprised there. I didn't necessarily take Craig for a wine guy, but... I mean, I guess if it's wine or each nothing, I mean, better wine. Uh, some good vintages down here. Jusulka, do you think here is a good place to let the army out? Because I know that it's going to take a while, and so we'll want to have it, mu- do we want to have it mustered already when we get into the main area of the palace or wait until maybe another secluded area down the road? You need to be clear of your intentions. Do you want this army to help us in the palace, or do you want this army to help those of us fighting below? Probably more down below. Then perhaps we should ask the dwarf where the best place to do that would be. You are a smart dragon. Carmina. So, I've told all of you about the, the, you know, the, our... Wild yes. card. Um, where where do you propose would be the best place to... Unfortunately, it's going to take them a while to come out. So we need a, a kind of secluded area, but then that's also big enough for them to also all get out. Do you have an idea of where we could do that? I feel like this might be an appropriate time to use her uh, thing. Oh, Perfect. All right, so Carmina has a daily action where she can recall lore, um, bits of useful information about the palace of Grundikov, and she can add a plus 10 to any relevant knowledge check or perception check searching for clues, traps, or palace secrets. If, if you would like to. Well, I think this is particularly appropriate. Okay. Especially, like, if she can remember something that's so esoteric that maybe Craig hadn't found it yet. Because we it's going to have to be a big enough space for this army to amass, basically. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, if it's such a big space, you would think that Craig and his army would have already used it for, you know, lodging, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So some... I don't know. Maybe there was a, a secret chapel that some long ago Grundikov ruler uh, built 
to, you know, a god that wasn't one of the three and it was secret because it was, you know, blasphemous or, or, or whatever. And maybe she somehow came across it when she was younger or knew about it or something like that. Well, she... Because she's not looking for clues or anything, you don't have to roll. Uh, she's just going to recall something. Okay. So she thinks for a moment and says, well, if if this force is to be used to aid in the army fighting below, I do not know that the direct palace is the right place to deploy it. However, the place that we need to, well... Who was telling you about the... Ah, yes, the, the, your, your orc, who you... Who you... Bud. Yes, Bud, he told you about the needle, yes? The single passageway right. from below. From, from the city up to the palace, well. That... The, the needle connects to the palace from a, uh... A, more or less a, a house out, out front, a separate structure from the palace that then is, is located in the uh, front and quarter of it. It has a passage directly down to the city floor beneath, but about midway through there is a uh, a district, so to speak. We called it the hub. It's uh, do you, Are you familiar with Cloud City? from uh, the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine a large, bulbous kind of structure with a small shaft leading all the way down. That small shaft is the needle, and the big bulbous thing is our hub. This is where most of the aristocracy, including myself, spent most of our time when we weren't up in the palace hobnobbing with the Emperor. There are plenty of large secluded areas there that have direct access to the needle that you could unleash this army and then have them march down the stairs and infiltrate the city from there. That might be your best opportunity to do it. That sounds like exactly exactly what we're looking for. Well... Um, as your friend told you, I'm not sure who is in control of it right now. Previously, it was accessible by the Emperor's orders only uh, to keep the flow of people to and from to a minimum. It cut down on the risk of those with nefarious purposes in mind. So, we will likely have to, in our search of this palace... In looking for Craig, we should also uh, determine how to operate this. I rode on it many times, but I never operated it myself. Oh, is it not an actual stair? Well, it's partially stair. It's the stairs up to the hub and then from the hub up to the palace. It's a bit more of a sophisticated mechanical mechanism. Oh, that does make sense. Um, I almost feel like maybe we should try to go there first have the army amass, send it down to the other army, and then continue looking for Crag, because who who knows how long that's going to take to find him and um, how successful we'll be. And rather we have the army doing its thing 
first, as opposed to to waiting. We can we can try that. We can see if it is operational or not. All right. We'll have to go through the pellets and out the. Well, it's directly opposite the main entrance, which will likely be heavily guarded. So. Okay. Keep that in mind. Okay. Um. Well, I think. I think that's our best plan for now. We'll go as stealthily as we can. And, you know, we'll try to get the try to get the army out and then we can turn our sights to actually finding Crag. All right. Karen says we should move quickly. Can we just do a quick search, you know, around here, do quick passes, see if there's anything of interest or of note in this section of hallway? Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Just general perceptions? Uh, yeah, just give me a perception check. 24. 24. Uh, you look around. The barrels are uh, empty. The There's a couple dusty bottles still stuck in some of these nooks and crannies that you pull out, and they've got old, like, dwarven labels mm-hmm. on them. <laughs> and Carmina's like, I guess if... If you'd like to keep those, I won't tell anyone, but also, I, once my people see their way through this, they may appreciate it more than you do. But also, the service you're doing, if you like a fancy wine, then I won't, uh, won't begrudge you. Uh, unless... But if you're the kind of person who likes, you know, dark horse blended red, maybe <laughs> leave it for those who can appreciate it. Uh, my tastes are more along the, like, Franzia, uh, you know, they come in the squares. Please put the bottle down. <laughs> put it down, please. Please. Stop. No, Octavia wouldn't, just purely to see if there was anything. Franzia. <laughs> <laughs> ah, jeez. I feel like that's proper for Octavia. <laughs> um, but no, of course, she's not, she's not going to take the... She's not going to plunder Grundikov as she goes. Like, if there's something that would be explicitly useful in her current quest, then yes, she would take it, but not just wine for future enjoyment. That's about it in okay. in here, though. I feel like Jusulka, though, would be like, mmm. Well, I've never had dwarven wine. I've honestly never met a dwarf before a few weeks ago. I feel like Actually, you might be... Fancier things. Well, I I made my fair share of concoctions. That's true. All right, shall we? Um, to to cloud to the hub. I feel like there's going to be a few steps before we just go there, but sure. Well, of course, but I mean, let's set let's set course to the hub. Sure. Who? Yeah, who's going first? Uh, I was. Uh, uh, Octavia will kind of look at Carmina and be like. Do you have, I mean, you have the best sense of a layout. I can probably lead us there quicker than anyone. Um, I admit I'm not the most deft on my feet, but I'll give it my best effort. And she turns around and starts trundling her way. Carmina trundles. trundles. Yeah. I feel like she's stacky. She's stout. (laughs) I do like to picture her like pancake. Um, I feel like maybe she and Owlbear will kind of like, because Owlbear is so good at trekking as well i feel mm-hmm. like maybe owlbear should be up there with her being like oh hey 
I see you're wanting us to go down this hall, but I see that this hall is like very frequently used. Is there a way that we can kind of circumnavigate this hallway and use another one? And, and maybe using their talents in conjunction with each other. Mm. Well, uh, the two of them take the lead and they go up and they round the the corner and it just goes like a little nub and then there's a wooden uh, door. Uh, I guess we do perceptions to see uh, if we hear anything on the other side. All right. Roll me a perception check. Do you want it from everyone or just kind of have Octavia for the just group? Just you. Because I did not give everyone a perception skill. 15. 15. Uh, as you creep up behind them, they're kind of looking at the door. You turn your ears to it and on the other side, you can hear some mumbled like conversation. What languages do you speak? Common, Druidic, Celestial, and Elvish. Does anyone speak Orc? Does Carhoon speak Orc? No. Okay. Uh, you hear words in a language you recognize as Orc, or Orcish, or whatever it's called in D&D, uh, but you cannot understand it. Can I tell how many of them? Does it sound like... It sounds like two people, two people. conversing. Okay. Octavia will whisper and be like, Seems like there are two of them on the other side of the door. I can't understand what they're saying. Um, do they sound conversational? Sounds like a conversation. Okay. They're not being super quiet, uh, but it's just coming through a door, so it's a bit muffled. Okay. Um, Maybe they were, you know, are stationed down here and are just, you know, chatting to, to pass the time sort of thing. Um, what do we do about them? Carhoon whispers. I mean, do we want to try to get the jump on them? We could we could try. Because, I mean, this is the only way out of this area of the cellar, so... Right, Carmina? This is the only door. So, we're gonna have to open it sometime. True. So, let's try to... I mean... I guess if we're opening a big door, it's not going to be particularly s- sneaky. Uh, but So maybe we can um, almost surprise them with, you know, the door swinging open and there being so many of us and just have that split instance where they're like, what's going on? And, and maybe in that moment we can get the jump on them as opposed to actually sneaking up on them. If that's how you want to play it, let's go. Yeah, I, th- I think that that plays a bit more into our our strengths so let's do it all right everyone roll me a stealth check okay and we'll see if you get a surprise not round well see if you surprise the enemy all right just gonna go down the row here for the extended party Mm -hmm. for owlbear Mm -hmm. she gets an 18 for balger he gets a 10 for malaris she gets a nine for Jasulka. Oh, he's cool as a cucumber with 22. And our friend Carmina. She also gets a 10. So would this be stealth for sound? Like for walking? 
Uh, yes. Okay. I'll give you this one. So Octavia will have advantage on this one. <laughs> nat 20 and a nat 1. Nice. All right. And then for All right, I, I just want to tell you that right now you're sitting at three failures and three passes. So if Carhoon's pass or fail determines... Cool, I'm cool. calling counting this as a group check. Cool. So cool, cool, cool. this check determines if they are surprised or not. That's what I was thinking. Okay. All right, Carhoon. What's, what's it going to be? A four. That's what it's going to be. That is a failure. So you are pretty quiet. Albert is pretty quiet. Just Sulka is pretty quiet. The three, you know, it's more slender, <laughs> more nimble people <laughs> creep up to the door. <laughs> And then behind you, there's just like a clang, 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 clang <laughs> of everyone else just like coming up to it. And the who who opens the door? Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter oh, mechanically, okay. just flavor wise. Uh, who opens the door? I feel like Carhoon. There's no trap. All right, Carhoon kicks down the door. He senses that he's just not being quiet. Rolls a four and just bam, kicks it open. You like, s- kicks like a bunch of bottles. He like steps into a crate and a bunch just like fall off of the shelves behind him. Right. You see a uh, small room that has a wooden door off to your right. And then on the wall opposite you, there is a big like metal door with a little square window in bars set over it and standing in front of it are two uh, very large intimidating orcs wearing plate armor oh. holding shields Jeez. and swords who are like oh what's going on a roll for initiative oh my gosh, they are not surprised plates yeah goodness gracious all right, for Octavia, the band is back together. The band is back together. <laughs> for Octavia, that's a nine. For Carhoon, it's a ten. And then going down <laughs> for our extended party here, Owlbear is a nat 20, of course. Balger, a four. Malaris, a seven. Jusulka. Also a seven. Carmina. A five. <laughs> We're like, we surprised ourselves. All right. And the enemies are pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right. It is Owlbear's turn. She's a first. Okay, she uh, is just so quick on the draw. She instantaneously uh, uh, raises her crossbow and is going to shoot at one of them. If they have plate and shields, this is going to be really hard to hit. I am having... Wait, they don't have shields, sorry. Oh, they don't have shields. They have plate, though. Okay. Still, having plate. Yep, that's an eight for a 17 to hit. Miss. Yeah. All right. Yeah, oh, it's their turn. Uh, great. The first one uh, lifts up a great sword. Oh, jeez. And is going to move up to right outside the door and is going to take a swing at a couple swings at Carhoon, who was the first person to step in or the first person to kick down the door. So, swing number one. 
Mess, natural six. Alrighty. Swing number two. Come on. Garbage, natural Ooh. one. Swing number three. Natural two. Goodness oh! gracious. Wow. Maybe they were a little surprised. They they must have been a little surprised. Uh, the second one is going to move up to the other side of the door that Carhoon just kicked in. And... Are you okay with this placement of people? You can rearrange them right now. I don't care. Yeah, that seems good. Okay. Three swings at you. I would think that I would be up there. Yeah. I mean... You can have a little bit of cover because swinging through a door. Oh, that'd so be great. Play, take a plus two. Uh, 19. <laughs> Just as even with a plus two. All right. Oh, uh, this isn't going to be pretty. You take 10 points of slashing. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Plus another five. 15 points of slashing. Okay. Swing number two. 18. Miss. Swing number three. Miss. Awesome. Bad, bad, bad rolls. I did not roll double digits. <laughs> and you still Except got for a the 19? <laughs> the, the, that was a 10. Oh. Everything Ugh. else was terrible. All right. It is Carhoon's turn. You were on dick. All right. Carhoon, um, seeing these folks, is going to do what he does best and is going to swing three times. At the one that uh, got swings off on him. Sounds good. I'm going to take an executive action here and say he probably moves into the room to make room for other people. That is a very good Kicks point. down the door, dodges three swings, rushes in, and swings. All right. Swing number one from Carhoon. Nat 20. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do this. All right. This is from Azuin or Azuin. Thank you, Azuin. Azuin, our friend. Again, sorry for never you, remembering which it actually is. You told us it was a fake name, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't feel bad. Sorry for mispronouncing your <laughs> fake name. <laughs> uh, if this is called spin attack, which I don't think we've used, but it kind of sounds familiar. Uh, if your attack was a melee attack, you may deal the same amount of damage to any number of targets within your reach. If it was a ranged attack, you may deal the damage to up to... Four other targets within range. Each target must be within 20 feet of another target. Any additional effects that would apply to the main target also apply to your other targets. It was not ranged. It was melee. And he can't reach anybody else. That's true. But there's another guard pretty close. So you can give him half damage in the spirit of the crit. And because you might need it. (laughs) All right. I'll be benevolent. Rolling out these D12s here. If these guys start rolling more than, you know, five on the die. Uh, It's going to be real bad. It's going to be real bad real fast. 20 points of slashing damage uh, to the one who got hit, and so then 10 to the other one. All right, so he spins and just nicks the other one. I like the I like the idea of him stepping forward, and, like, as he steps forward, he he does this swing so that then, like, once he finally gets in in place. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, that was only his first attack. attack. number one. So let's see what attack number two does. Is it another 20 or a 19? It's a 19. It's a 19? All right. It's a 19. Carhoon, you're the best! Crit number two. Good lord. All right, what do we got here? (laughs) I had a feeling. What is this feeling? All right, this is going to be another one from 
Campmaster. Thank you, Campmaster. This is going to be... Ooh. Beast Spirit... Oh, this actually works with Carhan. Beast Spirit Evolution. Fueled by adrenaline, your inner beast manifests, and your eyes glow, and temporarily you grow claws, fangs, and a tail. You deal 3d10 slashing damage to any target, is what Campmaster says. Any target. Does that... I think that means you just get 3d10, which you could apply to this target. I guess he could lash out and get the other one if you wanted to. No, I think I'm going to focus this fire and do 3d10 on this orc in front of him. The ferocity of Carhoon's attack brings out a little bit of his werebearhood. Yeah, I love love that, where he's not not fully going, but he's he he knows that we're in this like, home stretch, and he's just leaning into that strength that he has internally. What do we got? 20 points from the G10. Did you roll your base damage? Not yet. Okay. 20 points from 3d10 is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the base crit damage. 21 slashing damage. I rolled a 12 and a 3. Very good. All right. All right. Karin gets one more attack, Karin right? gets one more attack Jeez, here. If you crit so, again. Uh, let's see. Come on. Does an 18 hit? It does. Yeah, it does. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly a hit. Oh, man. All right. 14 points of slashing. Magical slashing. 14. How's this guy looking? <laughs> uh, still, still, still up. Still okay. Uh, it is your turn, Octavia. Oh. Okay. What do you do? I know, because I, I want to be smart, and if this was indeed our final long rest, like, uh, yeah, spell slot usage here. Spell slotitude. I hadn't even thought about that till now. Might have been your last long rest. Mm-hmm. You might not get any more. Since we're in such tight quarters, I need to make sure I double check... Fireball. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the ranges of everything and the areas of effect. Bulger says, uh, "Small room, fireball coming up, baby." <laughs> small room, allies all around. Oh yeah, <laughs> conditions are perfect. <laughs> all right, I am going to. If you could make a con saving throw, the guy who has been hit. Probably a failure. I rolled a natural nine. That is a 15. That is a failure. So you are going to breathe in some. I'm going to use Indomitable to reroll that. (laughs) Was it worse? It was worse. (laughs) You must use the new result. That's a 14. (laughs) Cracked die. I rolled a one, a three, and a five. So. Nine points of damage on 3d12. Well, I hit one out of six attacks with a plus nine, so. That's true. How much damage? Sorry, six? Nine. Nine. All right. You deal nine damage from a poison spray? From a poison spray. And I mean, I guess I can't really move to get the front line. Why not? Well, I would kind of incur if I move further into the room. No, you wouldn't. Just don't go in that guy's reach. Well, I don't want to be. I don't want to be right next to that guy. Well, then you either stay clogging I, up the the zone. I'm going to stay clogging up the zone. 
Octavia selfishly stays clogging <laughs> up the hallway, not making room for others. And it is Jasulka's turn, followed by Malaris. All right. Jasulka is going to do uh, a classic Jasulka and just 11 points of force damage to the one who has taken more damage. Okay. He does that. Does he move? No, I think he'll stay kind of, he'll, right. he'll stay back. Malaris. All right. Malaris is going to, I feel like, kind of shoulder. She's going to have to move. Yeah. yeah. She's going to elbow her way through. And is then going to um, attack the one that Carhoon is facing down against. Okay. Bring it. Slashes out with her scissor. Ah, it's a plus nine. 14 to hit. A miss. It's a miss. Clangs off the thick, heavy plate armor. Carmina and then Bulger. Okay. Can I, like, give Carmina my bow or something? No, she does what she does. She does what she that does. That is the point okay. of these rules. That's, that's they do what point. they do. Nope. They point. just do it. Good point. Can she, like, aid someone? Do they get the aid action? I mean, I guess he could, but just she's a she... proud dwarf in her homeland. She that's wants true. to knock a few skulls. Okay, okay. Just as, If you think that she would go, f- go up there and, and swing around. She sees a bunch of orcs standing in the palace that she once roamed freely as a younger dwarf. Uh, she's... Imagine... Imagine if Gimli was in wherever the dwarves come from. Mm-hmm. In Moria, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, yep, 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 yep. okay, yep. Gimli and Moria. Okay, okay, yeah. So she will she's gonna also... bash a couple skulls. <laughs> she will also move forward... Why don't we have everyone rotate one counterclockwise uh, there? They've already moved. That's right. Um, and she will take a swing. Hopefully do some crunch action here with her Warhammer. 17? Miss. Oh. Just barely, though. Brings it up and bang. It resounds off the armor like a gong. But she was close. She's like, oh, I can feel it. All right. Bulger. All right, Bulger. As the last one, and then we go back to the top. Is going to let loose a fireball. No, just a firebolt. <laughs> fireball. He misses with a 15. 15. All right. Top of the round, Owlbear fires a crossbow bolt. Yes, sir, Bob. And then we're going to see if my dice can roll better than a six. Oh, that will be a hit. That's a 21. So take nine piercing damage. Again, we're all focusing fire on the one that's taking the most damage. That's fine. And it is its turn. Immediately, it does something you've seen Karu do many times, as it uses a second wind to regain some hit points. And then... Lifts its greatsword and is going to bong, 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 uh, take a swing at one of each of the three individuals surrounding it. That is Carmina, Malaris, and then Carhoon. So, at Carmina first, swings down out of the box, although that would have been a hit. That is still a hit. Natural 18 bangs into Carmina for a hit. Swings over at Malaris. It's a 13 hit? Nope. Swings over at Carhoon. Does a 24 hit? It does. That'll do. Carhoon takes... Oh. Oh. 
That doesn't sound 21 good. points of slashing damage. Wait. No, sorry. Just 10. Just 10. It deals extra damage if it has a certain hit okay. point threshold. That okay. It's just barely doesn't have. Uh, so 10 damage against Carhoon. Alrighty. The other one, seeing this go down, is going to step... Actually, it's going to step in front of the doorway. So it's basically flanking Carmina with the other one, blocking the entryway so that no one else can really come through. And it is going to take swing Carmina, swing a Malaris, and then it'll decide what to do with the last swing mm-hmm. after that. So swing at Carmina. 22 to hit. Oh, it hits. Hit number two. Swing at Malaris. Natural 20. Mark Oof. two hits off of Malaris, please. Okay, okay. How are, they, how are they doing? Carmina is not looking super hot. All right, um, it's gonna it's gonna roll a die to decide because so one to two will be Carmina. It's a four. It swings again at Malaris, who would just crit out of the box. Although that was a natty eighteen out of the box, and that was a natty sixteen. In the box, natural four. <laughs> That's probably a miss. Thirteen. That is a miss. All right, all right. That is their turn, Carhoon. All right, Carhoon is just going to swing three times like the beast he is at this orc that he has been facing down against. All right, do it. Swing number one, natty eighteen. Hits. Only nine points of slashing, almost minimum damage. Okay. Swing number two. 22 to hit. Hit. (laughs) Even less damage. Eight points of slashing damage. Okay. Gotta love the twos on the D12. Mm -hmm, Final mm -hmm. swing. Come on, can can he eke out another crit? Nope, but he can eke out another 22. That'll do. I went three, two, one on my D12, so seven points of slashing damage. <laughs> it is still up, still kicking. And it is now Octavia's turn. So you are blocked in the back of this hallway, staring through an open door. Uh, Carmina, who just took a pretty good hit, is standing there. Um, and then there's this massive orc in gleaming plate armor with a great sword standing right behind her what do you do i would like the one that keeps getting pummeled to again make a con save please natural 19 that'll pass that passes (gasps) i'm immune to your poison now witch anything else you do nowhere really to go or hide so all right magic missile Magic missile, baby! 11 points of damage. On the damaged one? On the damaged one. All right, give me a Malaris. All right, come on, Malaris. She swings out. Give me that d20 roll. Natty 14, so 15 slashing damage. Okay, okay. Okay, yep. And give me a Malaris. No, give me a Carmina. Carmina. Hefting her warhammer feels a little bit heavier in her hands. You'll go down before me. 19 to hit. That is a hit. Eight bludgeoning damage. It is still up. Ugh. 
And it is Bulger's turn. All right, Bulger is going to let loose a fire bolt. Come on, Bulger. Come on, cook him. Getting a little, little bit of cover. Because Bulger's at a weird angle. 20 total. That just barely hits with the cover. 17 two. fire damage. Bulger says, I got you, Carmina. And blasts uh, that guy's head off. Nice! I had nine hit points left when oh. Carmina dealt eight points of damage. I was, I was wondering. You, you had... Uh, you had a, a wry smile, and I was like, he has like one hit point left, uh, right? Yep. Uh, so that one goes down, clangs in its heavy, thick armor. The other one is still standing and still looking pretty good. Yep. Uh, raises its greatsword to make another round of attacks, but we'll pick up there next oh! episode. Oh my gosh. That was be- that guy was beefy. Yeah. He's a beefy boy. Oh man. Okay. Oh gosh, we're we're in it now. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> we're, we're in Chef this. Boyard beef. Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. I can't think of any other. Beef Boyardee beef. <laughs> Please take us out before I lose my mind. Beef McBeeferson. Beef. <laughs> all right, Beefers. everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for submitting. Beef Crit- Sutherland. Car- <laughs> Thank you for submitting critical hit cards. If you also would like to submit one, you can do so either on our website memystouseandadie.com or by shooting us an email at memystouseandadie at gmail.com. All right, everybody. Catch y'all next week.